0: God always finishes what he starts. Do you believe that? Because if you don't, you probably won't go to heaven. <laughs> he started something in us, hasn't he? And so praise the Lord that he will do what he said he will do. And our parents, if you say you're going to do something for your children and with your children, you'd better do it because they sort of put one notch down, two notches down, didn't, 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 don't trust him anymore, (laughs) or her, or mum, or dad. And we've got a father that will do what he said he will do. And so we look at that this morning, and really this morning we're finishing what we started last week. (laughs) So we should do what he does, finish what we started. And he, last week we looked at, where did we look? Can you remember? Psalm chapter 2 Psalm chapter 2 we went through that where the Lord will stitch it all up and um, in Philippians 1 6 it says being confident of this very thing that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ so that's security in salvation isn't it he will stitch it up (laughs) we will have a new body and we can praise him for that Um, Our death, that's a bit of a stitching up, isn't it? That's a bit of a conclusion to the matter of life. But in Psalm 116 and verse 15, this is what the Lord thinks. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. He counts it a privilege to welcome them home. We counted, oh no, we have to die to get there. But it's a privilege. And in in Ecclesiastics on that matter, in 7 verse 1, it says... Better is the day of one's death than the day of one's birth. Let's have a party. <laughs> Who has balloons and all that uh, when you have a wake after a funeral? You Don't usually, but we have it when a baby's born. But there, it is better because the matter has finished. Um, finish, he starts something and he finishes it in our lives, in the life of this world. He said in his... He said in his word in Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 8, there's a f- few finishes there, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. You think of it through life. Better is the end of a thing, you know, raising children. Better is the end of the thing, if it works out, <laughs> than the beginning of a thing. You don't know where and what pathway they may take. And in the Bible, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, Verse 28, we read, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Finishing the job. (laughs) Lest haply after he had laid the foundations and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. And folk, God won't be mocked. (laughs) By people saying he started the world, the devil took over, and he can't finish the job. A millennialist believe that, because it won't conclude with a grand 1,000 years of rain. but he will finish the job as he said he would. Um, <clears throat> we have in our neighbourhood, well, in the new part of the neighbourhood, down the back when I go walking down there toward the river, there was a house. It Luckily, I think it was a steel frame, and it wasn't a wood frame, because the Amongst all these new houses, this half-built thing with a fence around it for years, and I just see the other day they're starting putting walls on it. But you'd say the neighbours wouldn't like that if you're a half-built house next to you, weeds growing all through it, <coughs> things going rusty, half-done job. God's not like that. He's built this world, He's built inhabitants on it, and He will finish it. Um, praise Him for that. And He said, if you're going to build, then count the cost. Yeah. <laughs> Builders going broke. And you see on the news of half-built houses and you're saddened for the people that are stuck in that because they might be years before they ever get into it or lose it all. The Lord himself cried this in Luke 19, verse 30, when on the cross, he cried, it, finish it." it, is finished. It is finished. When he had fulfilled every jot and tittle concerning his first coming in the old testament and he died on the cross and they gave him vinegar and everything because that was all prophesied he said it is finished he'd finished the plan of redemption he provide a way back to god from the dark paths of sin for every man woman child to be saved it is finished and praise the lord he finished the job he went all the way and if he fulfilled the prophecies, and if he and if he said he would, and he did do it, then what about all the other ones? <laughs> There's thousands of prophecies yet to be fulfilled. And folks, when it starts, it'll be like an automatic weapon. <laughs> you you read through the when it's when he starts doing it again, not just not our salvation, but at the rapture, and then all the things that happened after that for the next. Seven and a bit years, there'll be multiple, multiple things fulfilled. And if you're on earth, I pray you're not. <laughs> but if somebody is on earth and understands the scripture and what they've heard in past time before the rapture and they're still here and they, they can just read the Bible and say, well, this is going to happen. This is going to happen next. And this is going to happen next. And this is going to happen there. And this is going to happen here. And um, <clears throat> you want to live in a tent in those days, because every wall will fall flat, uh, so the tent can wobble, but it won't fall over in that in that great judgment there's these sort of things that they could prepare for. <clears throat> he has made God has made multiple covenants and promises to mankind and particularly to israel, and he will do it. The sad thing is that pastors and preachers and ministers and Christians everywhere say oh that's already fulfilled oh that's and it they can't put their finger on it and they can't say this is when this happened they try desperately to do that they try even for the tribulation they put it back there when Israel was invaded by the Romans and after after the resurrection of the Lord they tried to squeeze it in there hopelessly done trying to give dates I've heard them try to do it and for well, Christians, they put in this sort of thing, did do, <laughs> now, <clears throat> who say that. You wonder how they read their Bible. So, last week, Psalm 2, this week, we go to 1 Corinthians 15, this passage. <clears throat> Some things that are involved, but certainly not all things that are involved in bringing it all together and finishing a the job. There's only three things we're looking at. There's a whole multitude of things to bring it stitch it all up and to bring about victory but we look at the things that are mentioned here and maybe add a few as we do let's pray thank you heavenly father that you've made wonderful blessed precious promises for us as christians lord particularly that you've begun a good work in us and you will finish the job and you'll bring about the redemption of the body at the rapture of the church with an immortal body lord thank you for these promises and lord for the other promises that uh, Thereby multitude in the scriptures may we be encouraged that we can see these things and say blessed be the Lord who will bring these things to pass. We ask in his name and for his glory as the word is preached may it go forth in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, <clears throat> Back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, as Bernie mentioned, uh, the the portion from the resurrection chapter. We see that finishing the job or bringing it all to pass involves a few things that we have recorded in, in this chapter. Because up to verse 20, if Christ didn't die, then this and that the other. But verse 20, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall be all, all be made alive. We have here represented two Federal heads of of mankind, we could say. In verse 21A and 22A that we've just read we have the first Adam who brought what did he bring thank you adam <laughs> we, we read right there it's very prominent death he brought ruin he brought rebellion he brought destruction and all the world wars and things that have come from this and the sins of the of mankind he sinned, we sin, and we all have sinned. And we are all sinners, as it says in Romans 3.28. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you turn back to the book of Romans 5, it, it goes into more detail about this first federal head, Adam, back in the Garden of Eden, and comparing him with the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, Romans 5 and verse 12 As by one man, Adam, one man sinned, entered into the world, and death by sin. And death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, and from Moses to now. (laughs) Doesn't say that, but even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to, the figure of him that was to come, the next federal head, but not as the offence, so also is the free gift. And see the comparison back and forth, back and forth between Adam, the first, and Adam the last or the second. For if through the offence of one many are dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Praise God for the Lord Jesus Christ. His grace is abounded to many and to all who believe and to everyone it's provided. Not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation. Even the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. You see, with Adam, all will die. But with Christ, the possibility of all being made alive through grace is there, but not all avail themselves of that. For if by one man's offence death reign by one, much more they who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. And you can read on to the end of the chapter and it's comparing the first federal head and the second federal head. 1 Corinthians, if we go back there to chapter 15 and verse 45, later in the chapter than where we're reading and studying. And so it is written, the first man, that's why we call him the first Adam, was made a, a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That's what we've just read in Romans. Howbeit that was not first which was spiritual, but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Some take offence at saying the Lord is a second Adam. Well, it just said it there. <laughs> there, right at the end of verse 47. It called him the last Adam and the second man, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord from heaven. And so there we, we have now the second or the last Adam, the Lord Jesus, in, in verse 21b and 22b, it talks of him In that by man came also the resurrection of the dead. And in verse 22, so in Christ shall all be made alive. That's an interesting, oh, look, that's universal salvation. If you isolate scripture, you can come to very false conclusions. All shall be made alive. You know, unsaved people as well as saved people will have a body that's immortal and eternal, but at a different resurrection for a different purpose one's hell, one's heaven one goes to hell, one goes to heaven all shall be made alive but not in the sense of a spiritual life as we have when we believe on the Lord Jesus now and so <clears throat> the last animal well, what did he bring? <laughs> Let's, Romans 3.24 says being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus he brought redemption to mankind as it says also in Galatians 3.13 Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us he hath redeemed us he will raise us from the dead as it says in verse well the whole of 1 Corinthians is about that isn't it the resurrection and how it will happen in verse 51 to 58 and we may look at that later and so he brought redemption, he bought resurrection. He brought deliverance, <clears throat> deliverance from the power of sin, from the presence of sin. Um, there's three P's, but I can't think of the other one. Um, <clears throat> he has to delivered us. And uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> delivered us from the condemnation of death and eternity. He's brought reconciliation, has he not? He has brought righteousness that is imputed to the believer when he bela- when a person believes. He's given them righteousness, his input to his account and the and the sinful things that we've done and put to the Lord's account. And so reconciliation, righteousness, pardon, peace, promise. And we can go through the things of the New Testament that the second Adam, the last Adam, has brought to us, the two federal representatives. We were born as. Look like Adam and we can be born again. And what does the Lord want us to be? Look like the second Adam. Behave like and think like the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the New Testament is about. That's what sanctification is about. Being more like the Lord than when we got saved. So we see that God finishing the job involves two federal representatives. And secondly, it involves three fruitful resurrections in this portion of 1 Corinthians 15. In verse 23 it says, But every man in his own order. So he's laid the foundation for the rest of the verse. Every man in his own order. That means this is going to be done orderly, but it's going to be done in a a system. It's not just one general resurrection that Amalekites preach. There's an order to the resurrection, because then it lays it down. Let's see, the resurrection first of Christ. We've mentioned this before. Christ, the firstfruits. He was he was ready to pick before the rest of the harvest. Christ, the firstfruits. And in Matthew 27, 52 to 53, it says, The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints that slept arose and came out of the graves... And it clarifies after his resurrection, because he was the first. Okay, he was raised first, and, and this verse sounds like oh, it. Oh, happened. They they got raised before he did. No, after his resurrection, and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. What a day it would have been! What a confirmation to the disciples and apostles on that day. You know the the, the bustle of that day. The the ladies at the tomb very early in the morning and coming back with the news that. He's not there that the angel said he's not here for he is risen and and the disciples all in whoa, wow, what's happened <laughs> they still didn't believe what he'd said earlier to them and then Peter and was it was it James run to the tomb and or John no it was John Peter and John run to the tomb and found it as the women had said and <clears throat> and the, it says in that passage in matthew twenty four 20, uh, what was it? Twenty-seven was it that we're looking at? That <clears throat> the soldier, centurion, when all these things had happened, you see, they were set in guard at the at the tomb, so someone wouldn't steal his body. Surely this was the Son of God. Look, it's happened. Look, it's happening. I mean, I don't know if the, the, there wasn't a graveyard, or there's not a graveyard around where they say the Lord's tomb was. But if you are in a graveyard and reading the tombstones, you would have been in shock that day if the graves were literally opened. You know, dirt and concrete, well, whatever they put. Rocks flying everywhere on the, on the resurrection of these after his resurrection. These people were raised too. So the resurrection of Christ is the first resurrection with those that followed him. And what does the Bible say? Let's be careful to read the details in Matthew 24. 27 52 and 53 and many it says many does that mean all no it mean many of the Old Testament saints that were uh, had died were raised not all of them because if all of them had been raised imagine Jerusalem <laughs> it would have been you wouldn't have been able to walk around it would have been shoulder to shoulder with Old Testament saints and prophets And so many of them were their race. The second fruitful part of the resurrection is the rapture resurrection, and that reads in verse twenty three in this order Christ the first fruits, afterward, and that means the word Tagama there, a military company, another troop coming forward. Afterward. They that are Christ at his coming. And when we think of coming as Christians in this church, we think of the rapture and the revelation, the coming of the Lord Jesus, come for his saints and with his saints. And so the rapture resurrection, verse 23, you should be well enough acquainted with the word in this church to know where to go to find a resurrection chapter, a rapture, a rapture passage of scripture. Where would you go? First Thessalonians four, we would go there. And where else could we go? We're in it. We're in the chapter this morning. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-one. Just just have it ready to go. You know, go there. Or or memorize it. If people question you on it. And it says in 1 Thessalonians four, but I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, because they were wondering if hey. The Christians in our midst who have died already, what's going to happen to them? Paul was glad to give them this answer of revelation from the Lord concerning them who are asleep. That you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. Non-Christians. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep, who have died in Jesus, will God bring with him. So where are they? Absent from the body? Present with the Lord. Their soul spirit is with the Lord. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede them that are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with a trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this is a revelation also and a putting on of immortality by those who are living and those who have died so the rapture resurrection is spoken about and the third fruitful resurrection the resurrection the first fruits christ the rapture resurrection and the revelation resurrection both b and c are to do with his coming and that's also in verse 23 of first corinthians 15 Christ the first fruits, and afterward they that are Christ at his coming. If you look at Revelation chapter six, Revelation chapter six It says in Revelation six and verse nine to eleven and when he had opened the fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? These are people that have been killed after the rapture, but who have believed also after the rapture. They're there, and they're saying, or asking, how long is it going to be? And it says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should yet rest a little while, a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled the tribulation is not finished yet it's going to happen and these people are going to come then it's going to be a resurrection of those people that died during the tribulation will there be many I mean we say the main harvest is the rapture first fruits main harvest rapture and then this the revelation resurrection do you think there'll be many? Have we Bible to say that there will be a, quite a few or not many? No, there'll be many. There'll be many. <laughs> These are crying out. And in the next chapter of Revelation, you've got the many. <laughs> so many that they can't be numbered. It says there. And the question was asked. So the Revelation resurrection. So all, they're all the good resurrections, the fruitful resurrections. So are the first fruits of Christ. The rapture resurrection and the revelation resurrection. Just to point out from the Old Testament also that this revelation resurrection will happen. It says in Daniel 12 and verse 2. And many of those who sleep, who died, in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt. So even he says there's two resurrections at least some to everlasting life, Christ the first fruits, rapture, and revelation. And and you have to compare scripture with scripture to come up with when the unsaved people are raised. We will in a minute, in a moment, see that. But in verse 13 of Revelation of Daniel 12, the last of the whole book, "Go thou," Daniel is told, "and thy way till the end be." the end of what he'd been seeing and the revelation that he'd been given. For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot in the last day. In thy lot. The Lord's got us in different lots. <laughs> so that's resurrection and the different stages of that. And, uh, and he's in his lot and it will be at the end of the tribulation when people will be raised who have believed on the Lord and then later we'll see another resurrection but you don't want to be part of the second resurrection because uh, John in Revelation says specifically blessed are they who have part of the first resurrection on such the second death has no power but the second resurrection you don't want to be part of that because they are called to judgment given a body that's eternal But punished forever. Well, something else we see that this involves stitching it all up, finishing the job. Yes, we've seen the two federal representatives here from Corinthians 15. We've seen the three fruitful resurrections and the final thousand-year reign of Christ. This involves that. They must do this, for it says in verse 24, Then cometh the end so it's long two three four in order A, B, C, (laughs) D. then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God even the father when he hath put down all rule and all authority so the kingdom the millennium the thousand years whichever way you want to look at it is to bring everything into submission to the Lord Jesus Christ and everything will be brought under his feet as it says in this verse. Well, <clears throat> the future kingdom will be established to bring about the finishing of God's job, God's work, in this world. <coughs> Psalm 89. Psalm 89 in the Old Testament and verse 27. It says this. And I'll... Just wait there a minute for you. Find it. 27 of Psalm 89. And I'll make him my first born higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven, nonstop. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes, and his children, let's talk about David, His children, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I I visit their transgressions with the rod. And he has done that through Babylon and all the other countries, and they're still under the rod, back in the land. And their iniquity with stripes—they've been beaten. They've been beaten, but they don't haven't repented yet. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. He will not suffer his. Covenants to God, to Israel, to fail, they will be fulfilled. And as Jeremiah says, you know, <clears throat> this is not the end. <laughs> they will not all be destroyed. My covenant will I not break, nor will I alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, and that will I not lie unto David, that his, the covenant, the Davidic covenant, to him will be be fulfilled. I will not lie to him. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as a son before me. And you can read on in relation to that and before this and other portions of Scripture where this covenant has been given. It was given in Second Samuel 7. Luke chapter 1 in the New Testament says this, and verse 31. Luke 1, 31, And behold, thou shalt... Conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. That's why David's throne is going to continue forever. The Lord will there sit as well. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. The millennium is the start of that and it goes on forever. And his kingdom... Of his kingdom there shall be no end. It will happen, folk. Despite all those people and all those preachers and all those so-for-said prophets today that say it's not going to happen, it will happen. As God said, forever means forever. Not just now, not just a bit. In the book of Daniel, you see how it literally Happens and chapter two, the way Daniel saw the man, gold, silver, brass, and iron, and then the rock cut out of the mountain without hands, and it says in, in the days of these kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to another people. It won't be the Bab- the Medes and Persians or the Romans or anyone taking it over. It will last forever. And, but it shall, it, the Lord, shall break in pieces and consume all the kingdoms, all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as thou had, sawest the stone that was cut out of the mountain without hands, and broke in pieces the image of the kingdoms and empires of the world. There, that's when it happens. And if you don't get that point, then in Daniel chapter 7, the kingdoms of this world are likened to different beasts. And in chapter 7 and verse 9, And behold, till the I beheld till the thrones were placed or cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. The Lord Jesus Christ will take over all the kingdoms of this world, and he will be ruler and reigner. He will finish the job he started, finish the promises he made. And there in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 13, And I saw in the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the unction of days, and they brought him near before him, and they were given him dominion and glory and a kingdom. All people, nations, and language should serve him, and his dominion is what sort of a dominion? An everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away in his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And so we have the future kingdom will be established. The final enemy, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, will be destroyed in verse 26. There's the final enemy that will be destroyed. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. death. No more death. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> and with all the pain and suffering and sorrow and mourning that goes with it. So the final enemy will be destroyed. And verse 25, something else that must be finished with. And he must reign, the Lord, till he hath put all enemies under his feet. Who is the arch enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ? Who is wreaking havoc all over the world from the fall till now? The old devil. I've put him down, the ferocious, fiendish devil will be done with. <laughs> and in Revelation 20... Revelation twenty verses one to three, it tells us how this happens. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. I was talking to um, my son-in-law yesterday, Peter. I said, have you got everything from the from mum's house, so they can deal with the house." He said, "No, there's one thing left. There's a chain. <laughs> okay, a chain. <laughs> and what sort of chain is it?" <laughs> Is a chain with links about this big, not just little links like there's a lizard, and they're all about that round. And it's about from here to two thirds of the way back. So a box trailer probably won't carry it. It's a chain. (laughs) It's a chain for bulldozers to pull trees over. You know, connect the two of them together and pull it all over. Fun. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say that thing from the public because Granny's gonna get upset with me. But. when you're there there's bees there's possums there's bats there's things going everywhere sticks flying up in the air anyway (laughs) when you're a teenager and have got such power at your control (laughs) it's it's exciting (laughs) but uh yeah we understand we won't destroy the world hey you know who will destroy all this that people are exalting and worshiping the lord will every green thing and every green grass will be burned up and he has every right to do it if you're a greenie he has every right to do it he made it he can destroy it but he will bring it back again but moving on from that one here we see this fiendish ferocious devil will be grabbed hot big chain and uh, where was I reading from Revelation 20 and verses 1 to 3 that's right He laid hold on the old dragon, the old serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bowed to him a thousand years. The devil knows this is in the Bible, but we need to read it out loud so he gets the point. He will be bound. You say, he can't be bound. He will be bound because this is God doing it. His angels doing it. And he's locked up for a thousand years to cook. And he won't cook. He'll just get tormented and tormented. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the notions no more and then a condition till the thousand years be finished. So he's hanging in there for the last last effort. But can you imagine him coming out of the pit, out of that torment for a thousand years and he's given a little season at the end of the thousand years to go out? As he's loose to deceive the nations, to deceive the people that haven't had to face him for a thousand years. All those people born that don't know what it is to be tempted of the devil. Well, they will be tempted at that time. Are you going to give allegiance to the Lord who has reigned for a thousand years with all the prosperity, peace, the wonderful things and no armies anymore and no police force and none of the security people? They've all lost their jobs. Allegiance to him or allegiance to this this one that's come out of the pit, smelling as smoke. Um, Well, I've put him down as also in verse 10 of Revelation 20. It says this. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. So he's let out for a season, a short season, doesn't say how long to tempt people. And this world at the end of the millennium and the devil then is the deceived. Then was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false, false prophet are. They're put in at the start of the end of the tribulation, start of the millennium and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And so the old fierce and ferocious, failed devil will be cast into the lake of fire forever and we can all say, amen, what a day it'll be when the world is rid of this evil, evil enemy that has done such things in this world encouraging men to do them the final thousand years reign will happen it will be established the enemy of death will be destroyed the fiendish devil in his fierceness will be cast into the lake of fire imprisoned, loosed and cast into the lake of fire the fatal judgment will take place this this is the uh, last resurrection the second resurrection as it is given in verse Five of Revelation 20 the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished if that's not plain English I don't know what is the rest of the dead didn't get resurrected until the thousand years were finished they're part of a resurrection but it's the second resurrection and anyone in the first resurrection are blessed blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection that 1 Corinthians 15 23 spoke about on such the second death hath no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years when the thousand years were finished and that's when we talked about the devil being loose for a little season and so this is a fatal judgment coming and it's the end of verse uh, chapter 20 of Revelation the great white throne judgment after the second resurrection and the earth fled from the face of the Lord And the heavens. In verse twelve, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead, and death and hell delivered up the dead. All the dead that are unsaved are brought to this judgment, and they—it's a fatal, it's a fatal judgment. It doesn't have to happen. You can believe today on the Lord. But if you don't, you'll be facing this one. And they were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You can imagine at that judgment, that resurrection and judgment, that the rich people, the kings of the world, that were kings and were rich, Standing before God and saying, No, you can't do this. All these news readers and reporters and the giving their point in our day and saying I'm right, they will be there and they will give a account for what they've said in this life. And it's a fatal judgment. This will happen and be performed for the Lord to stitch it all up, to finish the job that He started. It will be performed. And if people try to deny it, well, they just deny the scriptures and they're probably going to be there at this because you can't take from God's word and expect to get away with it. Good, we're almost finished. (laughs) The fallen nation of Israel will be restored. Praise the Lord for that. He will keep his promise and his covenant with David, with Abraham. Unconditional covenant of Abraham. As it says in Acts chapter 15 and verse 16, after this I'll return and build again the tabernacle of David. You know, it's almost like he's already started doing that. 1948. And it's been built, but they're in unbelief. But when they get saved, when they as a nation turn to the Lord and repent, then he will build again its ruins and set it up. And so that will happen. To stitch it all up, finish the job, keep the covenants, fulfil them. He will do it. The fallen of nation w- of Israel, the fallen nation, will be restored. The floundering creation will be restituted, as it says in Acts. Again, Acts this time, chapter three, and verse twenty-one. It says there. When I turn, Acts three twenty-one. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world begun. So it's not just one individual. It's all the holy prophets speak of the restitution of all things that have been destroyed through man and through Satan, and it will be restored. And in Romans 8, we've been there before, it tells you about that. It groans until in pain with us and together until then. They, we groan and they groan now until the restitution of all things. Um, <clears throat> the fickle, fleeting world will be rejuvenated. I can say that renewed. Let's put it that way. And it's in Revelation 21:5 and Second Peter. Second Peter. Someone's alarm's going off. Uh, you should get up earlier than that. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I know that sound. Second Peter 3.12 it says look for looking for and hastening unto the coming day of God in which the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and it spoke of it again where is it in those verses right there you can read them in your own time there but this fleeting world be re- renewed uh, restored for the millennium renewed at the end of the millennium at the start of eternity um, it will need cleaning up. I th- I thought when the bulldozer was selling, maybe I should keep it. <laughs> no, it probably won't last the tribulation. Because <laughs> cleaning up after the tribulation, I won't need a D6, I'll need a D11, <laughs> and a lot more. But no, I think we'll need the Lord, won't we? He will be able to do it much quicker. I don't know if the re- cleaning up at the start of the, the millennium will be done by mankind because it says every wall will fall flat, including the Hume Wall. Add that up and work that out and see what happens. They're all full right now, full as a goo, we say. <laughs> you know, and boy, there was a little dam and it was only 176 times smaller than the Hume with the volume of water. And it, it burst. And it took out the towns below and all the lives that were lost to some time back, it happened. That was only, it was 176 times smaller than the Hume Dam. Can you, and, and the wall of water was 36 feet deep. Can you imagine the destruction of the walls of the dams of the world over in Ukraine there they bombed or somebody bombed in Ukraine or Russia bombed the wall the destruction and havoc that it wrought below all the fruitful fields are usually down on the, the river flats you know the the silt and dirt where they grow food that will be destroyed but these things will be cleaned up I think back to the flood when God destroyed the flood the, the world by a flood and afterward Noah come out of the ark oh it's nothing like it used to be <laughs> it had grown a little bit but it was basically clay just all clay and rocks because all the tops all just got, got washed off and and the destruction this is not the world on you <laughs> and at the end of the tribulation we come back this is not the world on you when we come back with the Lord at the end of the thousand year, at the end of the seven years wow he meant what he said and he did it he finished the job he wrote it all off. The, the works of man's hands that was done in sin has been destroyed. But he will bring it back, <laughs> that which man has destroyed. It says every mountain and wall have fallen down. Ezekiel thirty-eight twenty, 20. And, and, and that's in the first half of the tribulation That it, that's predicted. Faithful followers, we mustn't finish without looking at this. Faithful followers... When God finishes the job, faithful followers will be rewarded. As it says in Matthew 19 and there's many other passages in verse 28. And Jesus said unto them, they asked, you know, what can we, what will we get out of this? <laughs> We're all in it for what we can get out of it. And Peter was first in, wasn't he? <laughs> and Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you that you who have followed me in the regeneration of in the regeneration, in the back to Genesis, is what it means. When the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone, everyone, not just you guys, you twelve, but everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life people might think well if I'm going to get a hundredfold from what I've got now I better get some now <laughs> you know and they, they might teach a prosperity gospel no you know, if you have a thousand acres now you get ten thousand then no no it's just saying the Lord will reward bountifully his faithful followers what you do now a cup of cold water right up to whatever big thing you've done for the Lord for his glory will be rewarded. And the former body, if we're back in Corinthians, will be, or well, will put on, immortalities. It says in those verses 52 and 54, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptibly, and we shall be changed. Just like it mentioned in First Thessalonians 4. This corruptible must put on, in corruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. We have the victory when God finishes the job. <laughs> put up with the pain now, great gain later. Great reward for those that wait patiently and don't throw in the towel like Demas did and quit. Keep the faith, as Paul told, was it Timothy? Soldier on, as we say today don't quit sad to say that a lot of people quit there's a lot of people quit and they lose out as 2nd John says on reward and they may get to heaven as it says in 1st Corinthians 3 yet as by fire they'll get there bring nothing with them and, 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 and as it says in Revelation and their works do follow them where? into heaven that's for those that faithfully serve the Lord faithfully commit themselves to him during this life and do what he wants them to do, the purpose for what he's put put you on planet Earth. And as it says there in verse 28 of 1 Corinthians <clears> that the, the, the last of the reading that God may be all in all when all things shall be subdued the dead, the devil, all the deeds of this world, all things are subdued unto him, the Lord Jesus, then shall be, the Son himself shall be subject unto him, the Father, who put all things under him, Christ, that God may be what? All in all. All stitched up. Finished the job. Job's done. And then eternity. (laughs) And then we could go on another sermon on eternity, couldn't we? Then eternity rolls on. Rolls on and rolls on. Never, ever, ever ending. It's worth suffering now for the glory that shall come. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for this resurrection chapter and the portion in the middle where the Lord Jesus is going to finish the job in this world, bring everything into subjection and then deliver it back to the Father. That's his task and he will do it. And Lord, what we see today in our world is things beginning to take shape for these things to come to pass. May we be faithful and serve you and not be ashamed when you come for us. Bless each one. If there's a person that's not a Christian, Lord, they face the fatal judgment, the great great white throne. Rich, poor, free and slave will all be gathered and they'll face a terrible judgment judge for their sins and not let the lord receive that judgment O lord turn them to you may they be saved may they trust the lord jesus today and not go out into eternity or into judgment without you bless us now as we conclude the service with him in jesus name amen